You are listening to the Crossroads Community Church Podcast. To learn more about CRCC, including worship times, visit us at crcconline.com. But with that being said, we're in, we're in the fifth part of a four-part series. Figure that one out. So part five of the four-part series, the comeback. And today I want to talk about the pros. And not pros like, you know, pros and cons. Uh, pros like people that have been there and done that are people that we can look to to look at how they handle that. And I'm kind of using a play on word here, words here, and it'll make sense by the time we get to this end of this message. But I just wanted to take a second and kind of really emphasize a little bit more, go a little bit more in depth of what I mentioned briefly Thursday night in a very quick devotion in our worship and prayer time uh, that we've been offering every Thursday night at 719 online. And just kind of think about this aspect of the comeback and, and who are some people we can look to that gives us an example of, of how this works. And also, who are the people that this, this affects? Uh, who are the, the, the pros, a.k.a. pronouns, the people that this influences? And so we're going to be in First Corinthians, I'm sorry, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 3. Uh, if you have a chance, grab your Bible, hopefully it's around there. If not, grab your phone, grab your tablet, whatever you're using, and let's dive into God's Word. But, you know, as we're talking about the comeback, you know, we really hit the climax of it last week with Easter Sunday. Man, it was so good to... To join with you guys, even though it was online on Easter Sunday, uh, I want to encourage you again. We don't have any rules for this online. If you have something that you want to say or, or comment or a prayer request, you can put that in that comment. In fact, going back to those seniors, do me a favor: hit that heart button real quick, light that thing up, let those seniors know you love them and that you're thinking about those guys because uh, we do love them and we do miss them and we are praying for them. But as we go into this, as far as God's word, what is it? that we can look at that helps us understand, number one, why do we have setbacks? Number two, what is the importance of our comeback? And number three, is it just for us? Those are the three questions that I want to try to answer today in, out of God's Word in 2 Corinthians. So if you will, turn with me again to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 3. I think there's three pros, short for pronouns, that we need to look at. The first one that I want you to write down, if you're taking notes, is the pro, the pronoun, his. His. If we look at our comeback, the first thing we need to realize is that there is a his that preceded yours. And what is that his? Well, can I give it to you? It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I read that again? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some translations I really like, especially the, the New Living Translation says, all praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then listen what he's the father of. Listen to these words. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions. You know, there's two words there that I really wanted to dive into to really help us to understand and it lets us know that it kind of explains who Christ is. Now, I don't have time to really dive into that to the extent that we did last week. Man, we really hit who Jesus was, his comeback story. We talked about the prophecies. We talked about the cloth, the facial cloth. Just do me a favor. Go back to last week. Go to the podcast. Listen to that. But to understand our comeback, we have to understand that he being God, the father of Jesus Christ, preceded your comeback with his own comeback. And because of that, he's been able to leverage his influences 
for us. And those two influences that mean the most to our comeback is number one, what says right here in Scripture, that he's the father of mercies. He's the father of mercies. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's just define mercies. I looked it up. If you don't mind, I'm just going to read the definition. It says mercies, compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. In other words, this person has all the authority and the ability. He's the person that's in charge that if he wants to, he can have punishment or harm put on somebody, but is choosing to let up, to have mercy. And then the other thing that says is not only is he the father of all mercy, but he's the God of all comfort. Now, comfort's defined very simply. The ease or alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. You know, with everything that's hit with this COVID-19 and also these tornadoes that have come through, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes those situations hit, and I have more questions than I have answers. And if I'm not careful, I start asking the wrong questions because I'm looking for the wrong answer. And what I want you to understand today, when it comes to this comeback, the first thing that you need to understand with your personal comeback is that there's somebody that has preceded every single thing that you're going through, and his name is Yahweh God. Now, I just want you to sink in for a minute. Let that sink in. I mean, think about that. The God, the creator of this world, the one who spoke everything into existence in six days, and on the seventh day rested, the one that dwelled in the garden in the heat of the day and was looking for Adam and Eve, the one who sent his son, Jesus Christ, who sent his son, and it's a part of him, crazy to think about, the Trinity, the three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that Yahweh God preceded your comeback with his own. He preceded with the aspect of saying, you know what, I'm going to be a God that is merciful. I'm going to be a God that is comforting. And so when you hit some really tough times, you need to understand, if you want to learn from the pros, the first thing you have to realize is that there's a his. There's a his that precedes yours. I believe a lot of times we struggle with the comeback because we hit setbacks and we start trying to do everything on our own. And we try to find comfort. Maybe you're a person that's still stuck in that. You know, there are millions and millions and millions of dollars spent every year in recovery institutes where people have tried to find comfort in something other than God. They've tried to find comfort in other relationships, in addictions, in, in self-abuse, and they find themselves needing more and more and more help. See, that, that's the crazy part. Our setbacks, depending on how we handle them, if we look at them from just our perspective, then they become overwhelming and create anxiety and fear and cause us not to get out of the setback and moving towards a comeback, but literally become what's called a shallow grave. You know what a shallow grave is? You've heard it before. It's called ruts. A rut in life is nothing but a shallow grave dug out on both ends. And if you stay there long enough, guess what? You're going to die. But God's saying, you know what? Get up. Get up. You say, well, Mickey, how? Because he got up. But what does he have to offer? His mercy. He's the one in authority and can do whatever he wants to do. But yet he chooses to say, you know what? By grace, you shall be saved. Not of works that any man should boast. 
but by his grace. And he also says, you know what, I'm going to give you comfort. But then after that, and we hit this a little bit Thursday night, are two huge words. Me and Haley actually were just talking about this, how these two words always seem to precede or actually follow up with some of God's promises. See, God's promises that he has for us, when he says, I'm going to be the father of mercies, I'm going to be the God of comfort, I'm going to give you comfort, there's a, there's a so that, there's a why. Like, just because his, that goes into this second pro, which is yours, there's a reason behind your comeback. There's a reason behind your life. There's a purpose behind your life. There's a purpose behind what God is doing in your life. See, God is so consumed, and, and this is amazing to me. He is not consumed with your present every day, though he is. But he is consumed with your present every day, fitted into everybody else's present every day, fit into everybody's future, set into the aspect of eternity, like God's perspective and what he's looking at is so much grander than where we look. Like we can't see the old cliche, the forest because of the trees. Like we just see all these individual trees, but God's perspective, he looks down and sees the whole forest. It says, I'm working all of these things together. And so because of that, can I pick up? Can I pick up what he says? He says, not only in verse 4, he says, who comforts us in all our afflictions. And then listen to these words. So that, here it is, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any afflictions. With the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Catch this. This is, this is where I've been dwelling the most. This is where I've been thinking about the most. This is where I think about our seniors. This is where I think about some of the people with tornado victims. This is what I'm thinking about with people that are struggling maybe with jobs and what's going on with this virus. This is what I'm thinking about with people that are, that are struggling with other issues. We, we've had family members that have had routine procedures, but they're a whole lot tougher because nobody's allowed in the room. And they find themselves being in a room all by themselves. And that's a horrible feeling. But it's not greater than trying to do life by yourself. And I want you to understand, please hear this. Your, your comeback story was never intended just for you. Your comeback story was preceded by his comeback story. And it's going to help in the last pro, their comeback story. See, God comforts you so that you can go and comfort others. You say, well, Mickey, what can I comfort them with? Look at what God's word says. It says, with the same comfort that God comforted you with. I mean, think about the magnitude of that. God is literally saying that through Jesus Christ, you have the ability to be empowered with the same comfort, the same comfort that he has empowered himself to give to you. You know, that's not the only time that something like this shows up. Other times, Jesus in the New Testament talks about love. And he says, love them the way that I have loved you. You want to tell you another one? It's in Matthew. It's in Matthew. And it's an amazing, amazing concept. It's in Matthew, and you see it a lot. You hear it quoted a lot. It's probably outside of John three sixteen. It's probably one of the most quoted scripture in God's word. You know it as the Lord's Prayer. But can I just simply read one phrase of it? Listen to this. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. And you guys know the Lord's Prayer. 
Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then listen to these words. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Some translations will say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. See, this concept of his influencing yours and getting to the theirs is all throughout God's word. See, even in God's word, when he talks about praying, he says, not only does God forgive you of your transgressions, of your trespasses, of your debts, but he does that so that, so that you can have that same forgiveness towards others. Now I want to chase a quick rabbit trail. I believe this is one of the major keys to the comeback. The aspect of forgiveness in your heart and love towards God and people can literally be the greatest roadblock and stopping moment from going from a setback to a comeback. Can I kind of give you some examples of what that looks like? You have a setback and you say stuff like this. Well, you know, it really wasn't my fault. Well, you know, if so-and-so would have blank. You know, I haven't talked to blank since. And there's this bitterness. There's this frustration. There's this anger. There's this lack of forgiveness. And I heard somebody one time describe that aspect of of anger, uh, the lack of forgiveness. And they said it's basically like taking a big old bottle of poison and sipping on it. And eventually, if you're not careful, it'll kill you. You have to understand that in order to get to your comeback in your life, not only do you have to look to what God did and what he is doing in your life, but you also have to realize that, you know what? There's forgiveness. There's a so that. Like if I can challenge you this week with one thing, can we live a so that life? You know, I've been reading this book called The Double Blessing. Some of you guys have been joining with me. It's by Mark Batterson. It's an amazing book. I'm almost finished with it. And it's the whole concept. Can I give you the real quick premise? I'm not going to ruin the book for you. But the whole quick premise is this. God blesses his people so that you can be a blessing. Purple smoke, right? Like, why does God do what he does? Guess what? He does it because he's in love with you. But he also does that because he wants to empower you so that you can double the blessing. You can double the forgiveness. You can double the love. You can double the grace. You can double the comfort. You can double the mercy. See, the last pro that I want us to focus on that's in God's word here is not only the his and not only the yours, but you know what? There's a theirs. There's a theirs. Can I show where it links in this scripture? It starts in the very next verse. It's, it's verse 5. For we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so that Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. So he's starting to link. In this, he transitions. Paul's writing this to the church of Corinth. And he's starting to transition. He's talking about how there is this comfort that comes from Christ, that because of who Christ is 
and who his Father is, the Father of mercy and the God of comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. Then he starts to transition and lets them know of the other people, the there, that are going on the journey with us. And he says this, verse 6, so powerful. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it's for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same suffering that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken. For we know that as you share in our suffering, you will also share in our comfort. I want you to understand this. Very, very important. Very, very important. When you are in a setback, you are not the only one that's living in those struggles. Your life is always in the process of influencing somebody else's. And what this is talking about and what he's talking about at this church of Corinth is they're trying to get them to identify that when we suffer, we are suffering for something bigger because if we are comforted in that, then we're going to have the privilege to be able to take that same comfort and take it to other people and help them in their times of need and struggle. Let me put it a little bit simpler for you. Have you ever had a time in your life that, that man, it just, it just wasn't a good time? It could have been a loss of a job. It could have been a loss of a loved one. It could have been an addiction that you were struggling with. It could have, I mean, it could run, it could be a, a horrible relationship that you were in. It could be the end of a relationship. It could be depression. There, it, the list is numerous. I could spend all sermon just talking about different issues that some of us struggle with on a regular basis. But you know, when God allows us to conquer those things, when through Christ we are conquerors and we overcome those things, then it's amazing how God has a way of taking what seemed to be our worst day and using it when somebody else is in that same situation and allowing it to become their best day. See, as humans, we love to be identified with. Nothing speaks to us more than when people actually know us and identify with our struggles because they too have lived in that same situation. It gives us hope. You say, well, well Mickey, that, that sounds good, but you know, like God's word, where does that talk about that? Jesus. Do you know why Jesus had to come in the form of a man? Because until he took the form of a man, until God himself took the form of a man, you know what, we couldn't fix it. But God knew that we needed a savior that we could identify with. And so Jesus came, and guess what? Yes, he was fully God, but you know what else? He was fully man. In other words, Christ identifies with your struggles. He identifies with them. You say, well, I don't know if he really does because he was fully God. You know, what about rejection? Remember the cross? Father, Father, why have thou forsaken me? The sin that was put on him. But Mickey, he was perfect, but yet he was crucified. He did nothing wrong. But yet he was crucified. You think your life may be unfair sometimes? What about being perfect? But yet the weight of the whole world's put on top of you. What about being falsely accused? All the things we talked about last week. What about all those things? You know why Jesus did that? Because he was consumed with yours and their comeback. See, that's the mental picture that I want you to get. I want you to understand just how large your life is. Your life is not only affecting your present day,
but the way you live your life and what you do with this Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life is affecting somebody else's future. Like, what's your legacy? What's your legacy? Are you going to be known as the person of, oh, you know, old granddad, yeah, he had these issues. Or are you going to be looked at as, you know what, old pops, he was an overcomer. He was a game changer. No, he wasn't perfect. But you know the old saying, you can't keep a godly man down. You know, it already really depends on you. You know, when I was thinking through this and I was thinking about these this concept of, of how powerful our lives become because of who he is, his, Jesus, and because of the things that we go through, yours, and the way it influences theirs, it hit me like a ton of bricks. See, perspective is everything. And most of the time, our perspective is always warped because we only live in, we're like a horse with blinders on it. We can only see the trail that's right in front of us. But when you look at his, yours, and theirs, you know what that does? It transcends time. His deals with all the past. Jesus has done everything that he needs to do to not only deal with the past, but to deal with your past. Yours, guess what? It's right now. And you know what? God, because of what he did, has given you all the ability to handle whatever it is you're in right now. The theirs, guess what? It's also going to jump into the future. The way that God orchestrates these comebacks not only affects the past and the present, but it also affects the future. Now, there's one more group that I want to mention that's right here in God's Word. He's talking about, you know, when we suffer, you, we do that for your comfort. When we suffer, we do these things because of your salvation. I want you to understand that if you're somebody that's found yourself in a setback, you have some people that are around you that are totally in love with you that you need to identify the fact that they're going through some stuff too. Like your actions don't just affect you. Your actions not only affect you, but they also affect others. They affect some of the people that are closest to you. And what I want to do is I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today that at the end of this message, that you stop and you pause and you think about some of the people that have loved you well and they need to know that you've noticed them. They need to know that they walked through the fire with you and that you know that they were with you. They just need to be encouraged. See, your comeback is not just your comeback. Your comeback, again, it's his comeback, and it's their comeback too. It's an amazing story of what God means when he talks about his church. Here's the way I wrote it. Very simply put, your comeback is more than just yours. It's his, it's yours, and it's theirs. So what do we do? Well, we do the same thing we've been talking about for four weeks now. We get up and we start moving. We make a decision that God's done too much for you to stay there. And you are loved too much by others to stay there. So we make a decision. You know what? I'm not alone. 
God's for me. People that love me are for me. This church is for me. So let's get up. If you were encouraged by today's podcast and would like to experience other talks, visit us at crcconline.com.